when you're presented with the question, which is better, you know, inkjet or color laser, to me, it's kind of like being asked, why is the sky blue? The Print Press Profits Podcast will explore the enormous potential of creating and growing a sustainable garment decoration business right from your home. Now let's get started. Doug DeWitt from Condi Systems, ready to talk some heat transfer stuff today. How about you? I'm ready for it. Uh, what's what you got for me? Well, first, just uh, just tell us a little bit about you and and what you do at, at Condi Systems. I've been with Condi Systems 28 years now. Uh, started out in sales, uh, but for the past 12 years, I have been the T-shirt transfer paper product manager. My job is to basically evaluate all the different transfer paper products and systems that we carry here at Condi and essentially make sure that all the components work the way they should. In a way, it's kind of like being an advocate for our end user. In other words, you know, my job is to assure quality. You know, when it comes to the world of t-shirt transfer papers, you know, there's all kinds of product out there, uh, some great, some not so great. You know, basically it's trying to discern which systems are reliable systems that a person can essentially build a business on and which systems are essentially pie in the sky, so to speak. Does it necessarily fit the needs of our clients? Basically a constant evaluator, tester, and, you know, let's say like spokesperson for the world of digital decorating. Which is exactly why you're so good at what you do and, and you've become that voice. And that's part of the reason we're doing this podcast is to expand on that knowledge and that information out there. So when people are, are either getting into the business or already in and looking for the right tips, we've got good quality sources of information. The best thing that we can actually pass along besides a quality product is proper information. Because basically these decisions especially in the beginning of someone's business. You know, these decisions are kind of going to make or break the outcome of their overall profit line, so to speak. You know, in other words, if you've got the right information and the right know-how, you could take these components and start a very profitable business. And if you don't have the right information and you don't have the right product, it's basically a recipe for failure. So, you know, a big part of the battle, so to speak, is not just making sure that people have the right product, but have the right information because there are so many products out there. And like we were discussing recently at the Impressions Expo out in Long Beach, everything that you see on the floor can work for your business as long as you have the right business model for it. Right, exactly. And that's why we're calling this podcast Print Press Profits, because it, it takes all three components. Most people have the creativity, they have the vision of where they want to go, or, or they think they do. But where they get hung up is sometimes in the, in the actual details of production of the products or how to market the products or, you know, those type of things. What you provide is invaluable. And you're a pretty prolific YouTuber also. How many YouTube videos have you been on? For the company, probably somewhere in the hundreds, I would imagine. Yeah. I do a bi-weekly show on our YouTube channel that we call Condi TV called the T-Shirt Transfer Paper Power Half Hour. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it's an exaggerated name, and that's kind of the point. But the purpose of the show is to 
essentially educate our clients and the general public of products that are out there and how to not just properly use them, but how to properly market them and how to implement them into your business. Because as you were saying, you got to have the right product, you got to have the right procedure before you are ever going to have an opportunity to generate a decent profit. Absolutely. And we'll link Condi TV and your other other social media outlets in the show notes. So we'll have that available with the podcast. All right. You're probably one of the best people in the world to ask this question. And it's a question that you get. It's a question that I get. It's a question everybody gets, especially when they're starting out or maybe once they've, uh, once they've started and it, and it revolves around the print, the very first part, what's better inkjet or laser? Doug DeWitt, how do you answer that question? Well, you know, when you're presented with the question, which is better, you know, inkjet or color laser, to me, it's kind of like being asked, why is the sky blue? There -hmm. should be a simple explanation to why the sky looks blue. But if you really get into the technical aspects of it, it becomes very difficult to answer. When people ask me inkjet or laser, usually the first question I have back for them as a retort is, you know, well, where do you stand in your business? Are you just starting out? You know, are right. you just getting going? Are you, have you been doing transfers for a while now? Do you have some experience with it? Because I think the question of inkjet versus laser, first off, starts with the question of expertise. Right. Um, because I would recommend inkjet transfers to someone who is just getting started in the business because it's the first natural rung in the ladder as you progress up toward more volume production. The great thing, of course, about inkjets are with the transfer papers that are on the market today, you know, such as the JetPro Softstretch, these papers are designed to basically be universal papers when it comes to inkjet printers. So in other words, if you have a home inkjet printer, like an old Canon bubble jet or an Epson Echo Tank, um, something that you can purchase from a local outfitter, take 10, 15 minutes to install it onto your PC or Mac. And then as long as you have a graphics program, you are going file print. Uh, That's the beautiful thing about inkjets. It's the simplicity of it. Now, as far as the overall product that it creates, I will say that inkjets produce a very vibrant design just because of the nature of dealing with liquid ink. I think that inkjet printing relates well if your main purpose is photographic reproduction, so to speak. Inkjets do an outstanding job with that. If you're talking about comparing it to laser, though, laser takes a little bit more expertise to operate. Laser printing may not produce the vibrancy that inkjet printing does, but what laser gives you is a more durable product that is more consistent with the type of printing that people are already accustomed to. And we know that as silkscreen, okay? You know, in other words, if you want your product to last, if you want your product to have that durability of the same type of durability as a shirt that you would purchase from, you know, a retail store, then yeah, you're looking at color laser. 
but again, color laser takes a little bit more expertise. So if someone is just starting out, always push them toward inkjet first because you got to cut your teeth somewhere. But as you get familiar with the process of being able to manipulate your artwork, you know, being able to use equipment like a commercial heat press. Once you are able to deliver consistent results with an inkjet system, then at that point, you're ready for the next rung in the ladder, which is color laser to me. Right. Those are great points. And it's exactly the same way that I answer. I just say, well, tell me about your business. And if you're just starting out, you know, or or they're like, well, this is what I want to do, or I've been doing this for a while and I've been doing it with, you know, inkjet and I want to go to laser there's also a, there's a cost factor too. It depends on, like you say, within the, the inkjet world, you can get a really good eight and a half by 11 inkjet printer. Those come free with a lot of computers nowadays, but they're not expensive, but we'll talk a little bit about size in a bit. We, we go from there. That's where you really start to tell people the difference. You can go all the way up to, you know, some of the, the Creo printers that are go 13 by 19 in laser and you're up into low five figures. So it really depends on where you are in your business and, and you're right. I think the, the real benefit of inkjet is just what you said. It's extremely simple to use. The coatings that we use and other uh, inkjet uh, manufacturers use are, are designed to capture that ink and to do a lot of the work for you. I mean, it captures the ink, it holds it in place, and then from there, it allows it to transfer. So a lot of the work's done for you. All you got to do is, is just make sure you get a good heat source and you can use a hand iron to start out. And then you can go from there to a, to a good quality heat press. But the inkjet side of the business is designed you know, for that beginning user. But you and I both know there's people out there that make a lot of money in, and have really good sustainable businesses on the inkjet side. You know, So it just depends. And So you try to guide people based on where they are in their process, where they are in their journey. And then two, what are they really trying to to accomplish? Because they both platforms accomplish different things in different ways. Yeah, that's absolutely true. The way I look at it is, you know, they both essentially accomplish the same goal. It's just that one takes a, what I would call just a straight path approach to it, where the other one, it's it's a bit more of a winding road, so to speak, but the result that you can get is far superior. When we're talking about the argument of inkjet versus laser, of course, there's budget that you got to bear in mind, uh, exactly. but there's also the actual production, which is, you know, part of that relates to your artwork and the let's say, fabric color that you are intending to decorate. Inkjet works great if you are using a single sheet transfer that is designed to go onto a white or light colored item. That process is extremely simple. Um, You're basically taking your graphic, you're printing it in a mirror or reverse fashion onto your sheet of inkjet transfer paper. You're laying that transfer paper over your fabric and you are either heat pressing or ironing and then peeling away the backing sheet. You're done. You have a finished Mm -hmm. garment by the time you have walked through that process. It's very simple. Now, when you're talking about using an inkjet printer and you need to decorate a colored garment or a black garment, well, now the process is going to get more complicated because we've got to make a differentiation of which colors in the fabric 
can we use with a transfer paper designed to decorate a white shirt? Or do we need to switch to what's called an opaque material, which is a transfer paper designed to work to decorate a dark garment? Um, Of course, you know, knowing the difference, the transfer papers for your white and light garments, you're basically dealing with a clear coating and a transfer paper designed for a dark t-shirt. It's a white base coating because we have to have that white background in order for our color to stand out against a dark garment. Well, the issue there becomes is, well, is your design full bleed and can take up the entire white sheet? Or do you need to take that design, that intricate design, and run it through something like a Cricut or Silhouette cutter in order to weed out the excess white from the design. So the process becomes more complicated when you're dealing with an inkjet, when you're talking about decorating colored fabrics. That is where I think lasers start to have the advantage because with a laser system, especially the new systems that are on the market that are using a white crushed toner as part of their color process, uh, the white can not only act as a spot color, but the white provides background so that your design can stand out against a dark garment. So the process becomes a little bit more complicated, so to speak, but Mm -hmm. the paper products that are available for the laser systems essentially allow you to bypass the normal cutting and weeding that we would associate trying to decorate a dark shirt. Right. So there you go, except in one case, and that's photographs. Photographs Add another level of complexity to that laser and even inkjet because you've got gradients that the self-weeding papers can't pick up. So if you're going to do an actual photograph, then you need that opaque background. But typically, that's going to be a square or a circle or something like that to get the entire photograph on. So it's not as uh, essential to weed in in between uh, those gradients. Maybe, maybe one day we'll figure it out or somebody else will how to do that. But the photographs are the ones that kind of get everybody and it's like, you mean I got to have a different kind of paper for that? Yeah, you do. But don't worry, it's readily available. Yeah. Now, touching on that subject, so to speak, you know, when we're talking about decorating a white shirt versus a dark shirt, another factor that we have to bear in mind is the material content of our fabric. Um, And because when we're dealing with opaque materials, uh, which are transfer materials designed to decorate dark garments, a lot of those materials are some type of polyester base. You know, so we're dealing with a essentially a polyester film that has been dyed white so we can stand out against the dark background. The trouble that we run into is when we take that polyester film and try to heat set it to a fabric material that contains polyester. It's a symptom that we refer to around here as dye migration. What happens is under the heat and pressure of your heat press, the dyes in your dark polyester fabric will migrate into the white polyester film that you're using as the transfer. So when that white polyfilm now gets integrated with these black dyes, it changes the color of the film. And Mm -hmm. once the color of the film changes, 
all of the process colors that you used in your printing will shift. So it's something that you have to bear in mind from a production standpoint. It's as we start to get into darker fabric materials, the material content starts to come into play. Now, the safeguard to that is we use a 100% cotton garment. But then again, you and I can argue over the durability of 100% cotton as opposed to going with something like a cotton poly blend. So there's always going to be a little bit of experimentation, no matter what method you are using to decorate a fabric. There is always the possibility that something can go wrong. But from a fail-safe standpoint, if you're looking to decorate dark garments, you definitely want to have a fabric that is either 100% cotton or a high cotton content, or you want to be working with a transfer paper product that is designed to apply at a low temperature to keep that dye migration from happening. Exactly. And and how many times, like you said, I think that the classic example is somebody's creating shirts for maybe a little league or, you know, a soccer team or something like that. And they're putting, you know, white lettering or white numbers onto a, you know, performance or a polyester soccer or baseball jersey or whatever. And it's blue or black. The jersey is and, and the letters are white and they'll go, hey, it's gray. They, they're coming out gray. And it's like, yeah, they are. But here's your fix. But I, I think even more so, w- what you've said is when it comes to fabric choices, you know, you've got to do some work. But then also, too, experimentation, checking it, um, you know, knowing your, knowing what you're doing in terms of going through and, and, and doing a couple samples and, and having, a, having a mess up shirt or two. You're going to have that. But yeah, fabrics are going to be a, a subject of, an, of a future podcast here because, it, as you know, that, that sometimes is as much as how you print it, it's what you're printing it on as to how it's going to be durable, how it really feels, you know, what is it going to do? Is it going to get you where you need to be? So absolutely, all these things are intertwined. But yeah, you go back to another advantage or disadvantage of the laser printers. Most all of them out there, a lot of them are just basic office printers. So the beauty of that is you can turn one off and walk away for, for a month, come back, turn it on, and you're ready to go again. So that's a that's a nice advantage for, for laser. Not that inkjet is any different, but if you turn an inkjet printer off completely, it, it does go through a, a test phase where it does do a little bit of uh, head maintenance of the print heads. And if you turn it all the way off and don't turn it back on for, you know, several weeks at least, you can run into problems. So those are things to consider also, your frequency of use. Yes, absolutely. The advice I try to give people, if you are, let's say, setting up your shop or you are setting up your home-based business or you're setting up a kiosk, whatever the case may be, the first thing we have to look at is the printer. If you are shopping for an inkjet printer, my advice is first, You want to look for a printer that uses individual color cartridges or some type of individual refill system. Uh, You do not want to get a printer where you have, for instance, cyan, magenta, and yellow process colors all contained within the same cartridge. Right. Okay. Because inevitably what's going to happen is you're going to get a job for the local fire department 
uh, you're going to have to print with a lot of red. So you're going to burn through, you know, a lot of your magenta, you know, a lot of your yellow. The magenta may run out. The yellow and the cyan may still be full, but you have to jettison that whole cartridge. Okay. Correct. So the first thing you want to do when you're shopping for an inkjet printer is you want to make sure it has individual color cartridges or in the case of something like Epson's doing now, uh, basically what they call their echo tank system, some type of mm-hmm. refillable ink system. But you definitely want separate lines. Right. Cyan, magenta, exactly. yellow, black. The other piece of advice I would pass along in that regard is in the beginning, you want to avoid any kind of inkjet printer that can print with white, okay? Mm-hmm. And because when you're talking about white ink, the formulation of white ink, it is far different than the formulations of your cyan, magenta, yellow, or black. All white ink uses a compound called titanium dioxide in order to create that white pigment, no matter whether it's inkjet ink or latex paint. You know, it's all made out of titanium dioxide. Well, like latex paint, if you don't keep it circulating, you don't keep it agitated, it has a tendency to settle, congeal, and ultimately clog. Especially like what you were talking about, which is if you're not operating the system constantly. Okay, so, you know, my advice is look for a printer that is at least tabloid size or bigger, possibly, but something that will print at least 11 by 17 that has your four separate process colors, cyan, magenta, yellow, black, and you really don't want to mess with any other colors beyond that setup. Now, once you have your printer picked out, at that point, the next piece of equipment might be a cutter, uh, some type of CAD cutter, like a Cricut. Now, you're going to want to bring that on board if you intend on doing dark garment transfers, okay? If all you're ever going to decorate is white and light color fabric, let's say for the sake of argument, a tea towel. All you're going to do is produce tea towels and put them on Etsy. Well, then your setup is very simple. You don't need a cutter. If you are going to put black t-shirts out there with, you know, Harley Davidson designs because bikers love black shirts, you know, in that case, if you have an inkjet set up, you're going to ha- also have to get a cutter. So now you've got your printer. Let's say you've got your cutter because you want to do your dark designs. Now comes the heat press. And this is the advice I try to pass along to people. If you get into this business and you are producing decorated items, over the course of time, eventually you're going to have to update your computer. You're going to have to update your software. You're probably going to update your printer, okay? But a heat press, a good quality heat press, is designed to last decades, okay? If you have a limited budget, what you want to do is you want to dedicate as much of that budget as you can to get the biggest, baddest heat press you could possibly afford. And the reason you want to do that is as your business grows... And as you take on these more dedicated systems, so to speak, the output can still be used with the same commercial heat press. Now, there are varying styles of heat presses out there, Um, some that we refer to as clamshell presses, just by the way they open and close. 
others what we call swing away heat presses. What you're going to discover, well, actually, I discovered it. I'll tell you, you don't want to discover this on your own. Uh, <laughs> but what you want to do is you want to avoid the inexpensive heat press. Okay. Oh, yeah. If you are looking at a heat press, if you're shopping for a heat press and they say it will do the job for $329, I'm telling you, it will not. A good <laughs> quality heat press. And I recommend a swing away press because it's better at delivering even pressure, which is key to consistent transfers. But for a good quality swing away heat press, you are going to be spending $1,500 at minimum, maybe upwards to $3,000 depending on the make and model. But that heat press is the key component for your production. In other words, that heat press is going to determine whether you get 100 consistent t-shirts out the door or whether you get 50 or 60 t-shirts out the door with the other 40 or 50 going in your trash can. That's right. Okay. The heat press, I would probably say beyond the printer, the heat press is your most important element of your production system. Do not skimp. Well, thank you for just setting up the next episode of the podcast. Uh, it's going to be called uh, uh, Time, Temperature, Pressure, the, the Trifecta. And so uh, you, you set it up perfectly for uh, an in-depth conversation that we're going to have on the next podcast. If well, you, I didn't know that was the next topic, but you're welcome. <laughs> that You couldn't have done that any better. So we all talk about as much as it is critical about the type of printer you have, the heat press is where instead of the rubber meeting the road, it's it's where the, the garment meets the transfer. And it, both are just really important. If you don't do it right, if you cheap out, you, you could, uh, e either on tires or on, uh, on transfer, uh, you, you could end up slipping bad. Well, I was going to say, you never go to a car dealership, buy a brand new Corvette off the lot, and then bring it into Walmart's garage and say, you know what, I'm a, I want the most economical tire that you can put on my vet. And then you <laughs> wonder why you can't hold the corner when you turn. Well, exactly. it's, it's the same analogy. Um, exactly. You know, definitely a quality heat press, but to let people know when it comes to an inkjet system setup, you've got your computer, which for an inkjet system, you can go PC or Mac. Uh, right. The great thing about inkjets is an inkjet is a very simplistic printer. Whether it's powered by your PC-based programs or your Mac programs, it really doesn't matter because we don't have to use any kind of sophisticated third-party software to operate an inkjet printer, okay? Yeah. So you have your computer, PC or Mac, you've got your graphic software program. It could be something that professionals use, such as Adobe or Corel. It could be something that you download free software, maybe something like Canva. Um, but right. all you really need is the ability to create the graphic or manipulate the graphic, so to speak. You got your computer, you got your graphic software, you've got your inkjet printer, which, like I would recommend, make sure you have individual colors, uh, make sure you can print at least 11 by 17, and then you have your quality commercial heat press. So by the time you factor in all of those items, 
if you were starting from scratch, give yourself a budget of about $5,000. And with that, you've got all your equipment, plus your startup supplies, plus your startup shirts, and you are ready to operate. If we're talking about a quality laser system, component-wise, you know, we still have our computer. However, when we get into these laser systems, we tend to want to steer you more toward a PC than a Mac. And that is because when you're operating a laser system, especially if it's white toner, you're going to be operating a third-party software program that we call raster image processing programs or RIP programs. While these RIP programs sound complicated, basically what they're doing is they're taking your graphic and they're breaking it down into a certain dot pattern that the laser printer is going to recreate, okay? But a lot of those programs that are written are PC-based. So if you're with a laser system, you want to stick with a PC-based computer and PC-based software. Now, some other things you're going to have to bear in mind is, especially when dealing with white toner laser printers, now that white is a process color, you've got to set up your artwork so that you dictate where white goes and where white does not. So from a graphic art standpoint, it's it's learning how to create a design that has a transparent background, not a white background, okay? Um, but you've got your computer. Now, when you're talking about the laser system, for a 11 by 17 color laser printer that prints with white toner, you are probably in the neighborhood of let's say a $7,000 to $10,000 printer, you mm-hmm. know, depending on which manufacturer you choose to go with. So the equipment's going to be a lot more expensive. Hopefully you still have the same reliable manual swing away heat press. But again, if we're talking about getting into a laser system, by the time you invest in the computer, the software, the printer, and the heat press, you know, now we've gone from, let's say, about a four to $5,000 budget up to about a ten dollars to $12,000 budget minimum. Okay? Right. But, you know, and we'll have another whole podcast on this, probably several of, of it. You just teeing up, you know, some great, great topics. If you can able to lease that system and you're doing, you know, 100 T-shirts, let's say 25 a week, or, you know, you can still make money. So there's still profit to be had. Even with that, and, and those, and like you said, the, the quality your your heat press is going to stay on for quite a while. Laser printers at that level is you know really a, a high end performance machine. It's going to be around for a while. So you know then it's just about getting your designs and getting them out there. So yeah, absolutely. It, there's there's quite a bit of difference in cost and system. So back to our initial questions when somebody asks us inkjet or laser, where are you in your, in your journey of garment decoration? Are you just starting out? Been doing it for a while? And I think to me, I always tell people at the end of the day, you're going to end up with both inkjet and laser printers if you're going to be a serious garment decorator or you know a competent one, because sometimes the feel of the inkjet is going to feel better. Sometimes the speed of the laser is going to be better. Sometimes if you're getting into a white toner situation, we you know where you're self-weeding, 
That's, that's another thing. So you've got to be able to have both systems as you kind of go forward in, in your business. Yeah. And another thing that people need to be aware of, you know, whether you're talking inkjet or laser, from a production standpoint, what you're talking about producing is what I would call the custom order to a small production run. And I would define a small production run as under 72 garments per order. Okay. And the reason these systems work so well for the custom or print on demand is because essentially we can take that graphic file and send it to the printer and within minutes have the printer produce a transfer that give us another minute or two. We're applying to that fabric and the client is literally walking away with the shirt that they ordered four or five minutes ago, okay? That's what these systems really excel at. But to have that kind of on-demand printing from a garment decorating position, you are going to have a more expensive cost per print with an inkjet system or a laser system compared to, let's say, traditional screen printing. And that's because traditional screen printing is designed for volume production. So if you start out with an inkjet system and essentially you can't keep up printing with an inkjet, your next transition is you're moving into a laser system. Right. And then once you get to the point where your jobs become bigger than that laser system can handle, now you are looking at the more volume-oriented production methods of things like traditional screen printing or some of the newer technologies that are on the market, such as direct-to-garment printing or direct-to-film print, okay? Um, So you got to look at your initial budget. You got to look at what your customers are demanding of you. In other words, you know, what is your average job run, okay? Mm -hmm. And yes, inkjet printing is going to be more expensive per garment than screen printing, but screen printing is not designed to produce one one shirt or even 25 and right. you know and as we've said and you know when I've been at Condi events and on your webinars and you do a poll it's amazing how many people are in that under 25 shirts per job or 25 pieces per job and that's where inkjet can excel you're right a little more expensive in cost in some regards but at the end of the day, very efficient to use, especially if you got a couple of inkjet printers laying around. Well, with an inkjet system and a color laser system, you know, these are systems that can be run by a single operator. Correct. Okay. If your business is literally a spare bedroom in your house, or you've cleared out the garage and converted that into your shop, you know, that's the great thing about these systems. They don't require any type of special electrical to get them connected. Uh, You know, you're not dealing with anything that OSHA is going to come in, let's say, and shut you down, so to speak. Um, The great thing about whether you go inkjet or laser are these systems are easy to operate. They're safe to operate. They're safe enough that you can have it in a spare bedroom in your own house. You know, you're not dealing with the harsh chemicals, so to speak, that silk screening has to deal with. And you're not dealing with any type of equipment that you have to call an electrician out to set up at your shop. You know, this is all equipment that you can just plug into a standard outlet and go. Exactly. Last subject for today is the size of the printer. And and we're talking about inkjet. Most people, if they have a home inkjet, 
It's uh, a nap by 11 or for our international listeners, it's a, it's an A4 size. And where that's great for being a, a home office inkjet printer, when you're starting to get into the garment decoration, that limits you, especially with letters and numbers, because you get into an XL or triple XL shirt and you try to put something eight and a half by 11 on there, you're going to get in trouble. And the same with laser printers, you know, because most of the ones you can buy that are decent over $500 or they're all CMYK, but they're also eight and a half by 11 or a four limited. Yeah. Like I said, if you're shopping around for an inkjet printer, you definitely want individual colors and you want it to be able to at least print what we would call here in the U S a tabloid print which is 11 inches by 17 inches. For those of you who happen to be listening over in Europe, hello Europe, uh, that would be A3 for you, ladies and gentlemen over there. But you're right. When you start dealing with adult size garments, if you get into something like a 2X, 3X, or 4X, and all you have is the ability to print 8.5 by 11, either your client has to live with the aspect of having what looks to be like a postage stamp image on their very big shirt, or you have got to be clever enough to discover a way to tile smaller designs into one big finished piece. It can be done. It is an absolute headache to attempt. So again, it's always easier if you can just output the size you need. Uh, When it comes to an inkjet printer, like I said, you're probably looking somewhere in the neighborhood of about $1,500 and up for that tabloid size printer. But believe me, it it is well worth the investment. It is. And that's what I tell everybody that, you know, you're really gonna up your game and be able to do more for your customers you know, now there is what's called the legal size, which is eight and a half by 14. We just put some of our best-selling products on, on that size. That gives you, for an eight and a half by 11, gives you 27% more print area. If you're a four, it gives you 23% more print area without having to, you know, change your printer. You know, basically that's three more inches. That helps, but it, you're still going to be limited. And I remind people about that all the time that, Get that A3 or 11 by 17 size printer, both, you know, for inkjet or laser, and you've really set yourself up for success because you're able to print more area. Yeah, real critical for that. Absolutely. You know, from a laser standpoint, it's the same thing. Uh, Most laser printers are basically built to be like you were saying, office printers. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they're usually print letter or legal. Uh, Tabloid printers that will print that 11 by 17 size are naturally going to be more expensive. But from a garment decorating standpoint, it's it's the tool that you have to have. Okay. Um, You know, if you were to go into screen printing, very rare, unless the design calls for it, are you going to see screen printing done in a small area? It's always... You got to fill up the front of the shirt or you got to fill up the back of the shirt. And in order to do that, you just, you're going to need the physical size. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of good things. We'll, we'll put some of this stuff in the show notes. Doug DeWitt from Condi Systems. How do people find you? You can always get in touch with me through our 800 number, 1-800-826-6332. You can contact me through our website, uh, which is www.condi.com. You can also contact me through my company email. That is djdewitt, D-E-W-I-T-T, 
at Condi, C-O-N-D-E dot com. Anybody who is listening, you know, should you have any questions or need me to clarify anything that we've addressed, please contact me. Let me know. I'd be more than happy to help. Great. And we'll put all that in the show notes also. Doug, I think you've said it all. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off uh, this episode? The only other advice that I could give people who are jumping into this business, one is it's a very good business to jump into. Years ago, when USA Today used to actually publish a newspaper, they had as a snippet in their business section that the United States produces enough decorated t-shirts that we could put a t-shirt on every man, woman, and child in the United States, Canada, and Mexico combined. To give you people an idea, that's about 500 million decorated t-shirts a year. Okay, Mm -hmm. and the T-shirt is not going out of style anytime soon. As a matter of fact, you see more people wearing T-shirts now than you ever have. It's actually become socially acceptable to where you can wear a T-shirt into work now. Of course, with the absolute blow up of social media, what I love about these systems are whatever is the catchphrase of the day, you can have it on a T-shirt and on your website within minutes. So I think it's a very good business to get into. The opportunities are definitely there. It's a product that is always in demand and the demand is getting stronger. And with the nature of the work economy today in the U.S., people looking to get away from, let's say, like having to actually go into the office, being their own boss, being able to work from home. This is a great opportunity. If you are interested in it, definitely do your research. Okay. We don't want to throw money away, but do your research, get started And once you get, you know, just a little bit of practice in, once you get those few jobs in, believe me, the process is going to get easier and easier. And if you're, you know, doing it right, you're making a good profit, your business is going to expand. I would say definitely look at it. Let us know if you need help. You're there. I mean, that's the beauty. That's why we're doing this. You've been a Condi and you personally have been a great resource for years and years. And this is just another way to amplify that out and, uh, you know, make sure that we're getting good information out to people. Well, Doug, you're, you're a good friend. Uh, I hope you'll be a friend of the show. I hope you'll come back and we'll do some more of these down the line. And, uh, Thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me, Charlie. I would love the opportunity to do more podcasts with you again. Just let me know when. Absolutely. All right. See you, Doug. Thank you.